0: All right, welcome back to the next episode of The Average. Today, we're diving into a slightly older film. It's from December of last year, but this was a listener request. Yep. But we hinted at it in the last episode. We're diving into Puss in Boots,
1: The Last Wish. Yes, sir. This is one that I mistakenly thought was um, a movie from this year, actually, because it came out so late last year um i actually just got around to watching it based off of the viewer request and because i was just really excited to see this movie at some point um just no one wanted to come with me to the theaters to watch it so yeah
0: i didn't want to pay the price of the ticket uh, <laughs> and
1: look how regretful you feel now i don't at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway uh, this, this guy
0: scored it the same as top gun maverick we
1: i thought uh, there's a couple things i was going to change about it but i was just more again in the moment tim <laughs> it is a, it is about in the moment score reaction. means nothing Anyway, <laughs> so
0: but that actually brings about a good point. I wanted to do a little uh, after our last fight night episode, Bad Times at the El Royale. I wanted to reiterate like the point of this is to celebrate the different ways that people view movies. Not everybody's gonna see movies the same way, Broop. and I am just as guilty as getting heated when somebody doesn't see a movie the same way as I do what? because. Nah, Tim. I get very crazy. passionate about things that I like. And no, so I get defensive it, of them. Guys, don't listen but, to Tim. He doesn't get passionate about <laughs> go anything. Go back and listen to the Bad Times episode and you'll see. <laughs> all right? But this is a Fight Night Part 2 episode because we did not see this movie the same way.
1: Yeah. At yeah. all disclaimer i did not call this a masterpiece but i like how you hyped it up to get people over here to listen to it
0: uh i wasn't i wasn't necessarily (laughs) quoting you so i know it's okay i'm gonna well i'll point out that i am definitely in the minority here you probably are and oh i totally am and i'm going to i'm going to keep my uh comments nice and simple and just how i viewed the movie there's a lot of great things about this movie but you can't find a negative review online
1: Oh yeah, no. Like, this movie it, has gotten it like exist. nothing but praise from what yeah. I'm seen. No one's going. No one's think. No one's saying that this is the biggest movie ever. Or like you know, it's this like fantastical masterpiece. It's just like no people are saying this is a really really solid movie. Oh, and actually, there's a lot of there's a lot of fingerprints on this one from more from movies before it where you can kind of tell this is kind of where the future is going for animated movies, and it's really awesome to see that yeah. coming to fruition through a movie like Puss in Boots. Everything everything I've
0: seen online is pretty <clears throat> much unanimous that this movie is great i have seen a lot of people call it a masterpiece that's why i brought that up um i i just respectfully disagree there are things that i really like about it but some things that we'll get into as we dive into this well you
1: know what tim let's go ahead and take the earrings out i hear that uh you actually have some special uh intro stuff planned here and i am not aware of it so please fill me in so
0: bryce (laughs) has been waiting to hear this i wrote uh so diving into the story so we'll just go right into the story. Oh, I'll right give, you, into I'll give okay. you my premise of Do you the give story a quick
1: synopsis of the of the actual story okay. story. I'll, I'll read my synopsis. Okay, OK, this is what he was telling me about. I'm, I'm curious because I was like, he's, he's yeah. doing this in bad faith, but
0: it's, it's not in bad faith. <laughs> this is uh, how I saw the movie.
1: OK. What's All right. Synopsis of this movie. We Detail.
0: open up on our favorite fearless hero as he sings an obnoxious song in what seems to be a bar. Some indistinct time has passed since our last Puss in Boots movie, and our hero has continued his self-bloviating antics and sings about how great he is as he heroically fights some giant thing in a truly epic and beautifully constructed scene. Okay. But he dies, (laughs) and we learn through a scene that wants us to laugh but gives us little reason to that he has already used eight of his lives. And all of a sudden, we learn that our fearless hero is actually very afraid of losing his ninth life. And so, he was really only heroic because he thought he couldn't die. And with death literally knocking at his doorstep, he decided to take the fat Thor route of hiding and growing a beard. Which makes as much sense as Thor getting fat. Here, we waste far too much time in a scene that is barely watchable. And only serves as a catalyst to the plot. Which is, our selfish scared hero has learned of a way to get his lives back. So he embarks on an epic quest filled with adorable Perito. And so many annoying villains. But, everybody is after the last wish for themselves. So the epic quest full of selfish characters, except Perito, continues towards the final revelation you saw coming after the opening scene. And witness a truly incredible villain become a side character in a story that should have been about him. That's my synopsis I'm gonna bite my of my tongue against this,
1: this review. <laughs> because, because while I don't, while I while I agree with most of what you said, that was definitely an over dramatized. Um,
0: I wanted to inject some this, humor in what I knew it would be short fight of night. what this movie truly
1: <laughs> is. But, uh, at the very base, yes, this is a story about. A kitty cat or a man? I almost said man. A kitty cat. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Antonio, uh, the guy Antonio who, Banderas, nah, he is a man. So, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, this is a this is a pretty basic story of this man is on his last life. Hey, guess what? There's this thing that can hopefully save all of that, and we have a bunch of characters who have a motive to go get it. And bada bing, bada boop, here we go, adventure time. Pretty straightforward story.
0: Do you have your score?
1: Um, I do have my score. Uh, we can figure it out. It's fine. But anyway. With that being said, is there anything else up your sleeve that I don't know about?
0: No, no, that was just okay. that was just my synopsis okay, cool. to lead off. So
1: now that you're in the defense chair this week, go ahead and kick us off with. I'm not. No, I, you mean the
0: offense chair?
1: No, you're in the defense. You put me in the defense chair for bad times. You're in the defense because okay. you're liter- Your opinion is way worse than mine was for bad <laughs> oh, times said, at the I said, But I know I'm in the minority here. Yeah, so, I know. I know. But, all right, you're in the defense. So go ahead and kick us off with story well, and plot.
0: Well, this is what I meant. Like we've actually got quite a few reviewers here, and I'm, yes, we do. Uh, your wife scored the movie story a three. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Owen Oswald scored it a four. Extreme Review scored it a three, and I actually scored it a two. All right, defend and yourself. That's, it's a heresy. T- <laughs> it's a typical quest story, adventure story which there's nothing inherently wrong with it but it is a quest to retrieve an object at the end of the movie which has been done many times
1: it has yep seriously that's it yeah <sighs> anyway <that's> it too. <laughs> here's why you're wrong tim so actually, yeah, i actually no, I, I, I agree with you too, completely which is why i gave it a four uh because at the end of the day even though you're absolutely right this would be a three for me honestly because it is just a straightforward story of a bunch of characters This one thing can fulfill their wishes, bam, let's all just go run for it and fight for it, kind of thing. That is a very straightforward story. The difference here is, and I was, was, we were literally talking about this today when we were uh, driving to the gym. I I told Megan, like, the difference with this movie and this story is when I think of this story and I like recap it in my head, I'm not reminded specifically of any other movie that shares the same exact plot just off the top of my head. Like, if there's a movie that I see where that where the story is obviously regurgitated, which every story at this point is regurgitated, there's not really a truly original story ever, um, unless you really try hard or yeah. Christopher Nolan, who just recycles the same story about time and yeah, all, all the stories movies.
0: about time in different <laughs>
1: versions. Yeah. <laughs> but we still love him. But with, when I think of this movie's story and the plot and the way that it was carried out, I just nothing pops into my head right away. Of any other movie that uses the same, and I know for a fact that this is a very, very reused story through a ton of movies, but I think this movie takes its story in its plot and it gives it its own unique style and character that it stands on its own two legs. You don't have to compare it to another movie because I don't think of another movie right away. I think of this movie as its own movie because there's enough that separates it from those other movies that share the same story and plot that makes it unique enough that's like okay that even though this story has absolutely been used a billion times over. It's still unique enough, and it stands out above the rest. In fact, it runs laps over a lot of the movies that we've seen over the past few years from Hollywood at this point. And I think that deserves a four, at the very least, comfortably. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think... I. So, I grew up reading the Redwalls books all the time. Every single one of those is a quest story about the friends you meet along the way and how they come to aid you in the end and join you in the end. And that, like... In a way, this definitely reminded me of like, hey, we're going to that. Where I struggled a lot in the story is just the intense selfishness that is
1: everybody's motivation. And you're the same person that says Tony Stark is an awful char- written character in Marvel. Because he's intensely selfish. Oh, you make me so <laughs> mad with your opinions. Anyway, let's move on before we get too deep into I, this. There's I, plenty of, plenty of movies I have about. a problem with selfish heroes because it goes oh, against... You, hold on. Tim has a problem with characters that have a true story arc in a movie selfish <gasps> heroes no, we'll get to it I when said. we talk about the end of this movie but next up is characters so that's what i said let me go ahead and kick us off here um so for characters i ended up giving mine a uh, five out of five same thing that we talked about last week um i'm spacing uh john wick i don't think there's a single character i didn't thoroughly uh believe and uh, enjoy this entire movie i like every single character they fit exactly the role that they're given um none of them none of them feel like they're what's the word i'm thinking of overplaying their role uh that they're written as the only one that you could probably argue for sure is um oh was the pie what's his name it's literally the nursing it's big jack corner yes jack uh i think you could you can definitely make the argument that he is the weakest and that may that might bring it down to a four but even his parts felt right in place and he was kind of more of a relief from the other characters and the deeper stories that were coming from them he's more of a he's not the comedic relief i would say but he's definitely that one like offbeat character that kind of brings a little bit like oh this is a little change of pace when you have the other stories considering all your characters have super deep like arcs with all of them he's kind of the one that stands out it's like ah that's kind of fresh and new he's just like pretty cut and dry and he kind of sticks through that but outside of that Unlike what you think, I think Puss in Boots has a phenomenal arc through this, and his character has a phenomenal story and arc through this entire movie. I think, um, in case you didn't know already, the main villain, who is Death, I don't know, what is his real name? do they just call him Death in this? I thought he had another name, possibly. Um, I could be wrong. He's but, just Wolf. Just Wolf? Yeah. So yeah. he's the Wolf. Like, he, he's literally Death in this movie. Like, he's he, he is dead. Like he he just kinda of comes for people when it's time to die, basically, and Puss on his last life. And his whole arc around the his whole arc around this movie is that Puss is as Tim said, a super selfish douchebag, basically, who has just used his life. you are gonna have for, to censor this episode. <laughs> <laughs> he he just he uses his lives for his own pleasure and his own joy. And his whole thing when he is introduced in the beginning of the movie is that it just makes him sick that puss used his life for something like that and he has been dying to just kill him basically to take him you know to you know death row um but i don't agree with you in the sense that death becomes a side character i think he's perfectly placed where he needs to be where
0: you mean one scene at the end of the first act and then again in the
1: finale? No, he's throughout the entire thing. Yeah, I he, think he pokes is, up just to not,
0: remind you that he's there, but Wolf doesn't not do anything. Wolf is not the villain
1: you wanted him to be. I think Wolf was a different kind of villain where he is that ever... Again, it goes with the story and plot where he is that ever-looming My problem is not with and, Wolf. No, again, that, <laughs> Wolf is the ever... the The... the the presence of death that we all come to terms with eventually at the end of our lives and i think that's more of what his character was supposed to represent rather than just being the big baddie jack is technically the big baddie of this movie he's terrible he, i wouldn't say terrible <laughs> but i think the i think his character in the way that he plays on this movie more of that he's just kind of he's just lurking around every corner and he kind of he has a few good scenes where he kind of justifies why he's there and like put like again kind of Takes Puss and puts the mirror in front of him, and like you know, gives him reason like why he's so like ready for this moment, ready to finally take that final final life away from Puss and Boots. I think that 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 was actually a really unique and really awesome interpretation of death. That I'm not saying I haven't seen it in a movie before. I can't think, but again, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I just thought that was really cool and unique, and they played it off almost to perfection. Honestly, you see it as a side character. I see it as a really awesome interpretation of death and not as just some, another just big baddie for Puss in Boots to fight. I thought that was a really awesome way to interpret that. Goldilocks and the Three Bears hit a lot deeper than I thought they were going to. Like I wish as the they movie progressed, <laughs> It just was, man, just as it kept progressing, I was like, okay, this will be just some fun side characters. Nah, that's, their story just got deeper and deeper, and like, that hit me in the core by the end. I was like, dang, that was, those characters did not deserve that much depth them, but... And it's more of them as a whole, like as a group. I don't want to... If you take them individually, they're nothing, but that's the point. Like, they're a family, and that, that dynamic plays out really well. I've probably talked a little too long about this, but... Yeah, you're really um, defending it. Anyway, <laughs> I loved all the characters. They're all great. I think they all were taken and used in really fun fun ways that progressed the story, and I thought Wolf was just a really awesome standout villain in this movie. Five out right. of
0: five. So... Megan also gave it a 5 out of 5. Cool. Nice. Owen Oswald also gave it a 5 out of 5. Extreme Reviews gave it a 4 out of 5. And I gave it a 3 out of 5. Okay. Mainly, Puss in Boots does have a good arc in the film. He does, going from the selfish character to realizing to appreciate his life that he has. Uh... I think death is the highlight. Wolf is the highlight of the oh, film. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. He's he is the top like character of the I, film.
0: I the only complaint I have of death is the underutilization of death in this film. Um, and the argument could be made like it is a kids movie, and some of the scenes with death are pretty intense. And
1: so well, it, it is a kids movie, but yeah, it is right. Like, this is not well. No, anxious. I'm
0: saying if you had more of him, it might have pushed the movie too intense. Probably. For, Uh, younger viewers, but I thought death was fantastic. My problem is I don't see what Goldilocks has to do with anything in the end of the movie and I don't Jack Horner drove me crazy and I wanted out of this story that is definitely about not really the last wish, it's about Puss's last life. He is on his last life And the best moments of this film are not Goldilocks and the Three Bears, are not Jack Horner. It is Puss and Death. Those are the best moments of this film. And if this film had focused more on that centrally, it would have been better. Do you
1: think they focus enough
0: on that? Centrally. I mean, like, get rid of Jack Horner, because he was nothing but a distraction by the end, and he drove me crazy. And I think a lot of that was almost to do with kids' attention spans. It's, there's a lot of flashy lights. There's a lot of quick stuff. There's a lot of action in this movie. Yeah. And fair. that slows down some of the character development. And I think it also really? hurt. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I, I didn't think
1: Goldilocks and the Three Bears was deep at all. <laughs>
0: the the family the, like family the family she had along all the way who didn't see that coming right
1: but that that doesn't mean that it doesn't hit at the end still it, you tell- it
0: does if you just like scratch the surface of it if you're just like oh the family she had along the way I, thinking, I saw that sign I'm, at Bed Bath and that Beyond that doesn't
1: matter if it doesn't matter if you see see this is what I don't get you'll rate the characters a five out of five in Bad Times at the El Royale who had way less depth than any of these characters did we're
0: not attacking a different movie I'm just no, I'm just, I'm no, just no, telling i know, you It's just I interesting
1: that you would rate that a five out of 5. Jack Warner had no depth. No, I know, but that's the point. Yeah, I think that was the point. Like, I think he put, he was a nice relief from the other stories that were being told in the movie. He's kind of that one relief character. It was like, See, that's why I he's just think we more, didn't
0: need him. We didn't well, need him at all. of course, you
1: probably don't need him necessarily, but I think he's a good addition. He doesn't feel forced into the story. He's just another piece to this big puzzle that's coming together at the end of the story. And he does create more. He creates a conflict that furthers the story along still. And now, yes, you could probably take him out and you could probably still write a story that was better. But... Because what did he add or take away
0: from the search for the last wish?
1: Again, I think from the point of the story, he brings more relief from the deeper stories that are being told from our other characters. Whereas, I'm not saying he's a comedic relief. I think, uh, well, oh, what was his name? The dog, um, Perito. Perito. Yeah, Perito more of the comic relief, I would say. And even Perito had, even Perito has some like deep moments, like the one scene. Perito where-
0: was my actual favorite character of the movie. Yeah.
1: No, the one scene where like Puss is having a panic attack and like there's not even words being spoken. And he just like lays on his chest. It's like yes. wow, that was like <laughs> No that, that one that, <laughs> that one got his, doesn't it? That one got me. Yeah, and I that think... got
0: me more than that's what I'm saying that like I think the three central memorable characters of this film are Puss is having a panic attack after seeing death. Good. Yeah, like good that that's a good moment. And then Perito is there to comfort. And Perito though has no real arc this whole time. He is just perito but perito is great
1: yeah he doesn't like, have an arc but I think there's he prog- there's no revelation
0: for him well, he no, is there yeah. to
1: he's there to progress to be to and- be the revelation right exactly yeah, yeah. that's and way that's put
0: it. that is like those three characters to me like this movie almost suffers a spider-man three for me i think there's wow. too much there's too much between jack horner too much between goldilocks and death on top of that as long as well as Kitty's soft paws, and it's just like okay. Uh, Kitty,
1: even though Kitty's a Kitty, great character, great she character. doesn't really overstay her welcome. Though she's not really at the focal point of a lot. She has one part where her and Puss were like supposed to get married or whether whatever. And, yeah, like, I, a moment it's, it's a br-
0: whole storyline I don't need.
1: But it's only, like, five minutes of the movie. Like, they talk about it for, like, five minutes and that's it. Yeah. Like, it's not like Catwoman and the Batman where that takes up 45 minutes of the and entire movie. And should have been a separate movie itself. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we we'll get I, to that movie eventually. No, <laughs> I agree.
0: And that's one where, like, I didn't really count that against it because I kind of assumed it was from another movie that I didn't see. Like, I wondered if that was the previous uh, Puss in <clears throat> Boots movie, which I saw so long ago I don't even remember. That was a good movie, too. Uh, So... That's like there were three characters in here that I really enjoyed. For the sure. the rest of it I thought was noise, and they weren't awful characters. There was it was a logical telling of Jack Horner. I did appreciate the Pinocchio reference in his oh, story. Yeah. That was a good. That joke. was <laughs> that was one of the only <laughs> clever jokes in the film. Oh my gosh, um, that and uh, Goldilocks is a. Logical story to tell in this one. I just feel like we didn't need it. We didn't need to throw in another person to tell the story of enjoying the life you have right now when we are focused on Perito enjoying the life he has right now, Puss in Boots enjoying the life he has right now, Kitty Softbot. Like, we don't need more. And that's where I say, like, it kind of added that Spider Man 3 for me. There's so many characters all at one time.
1: I think you're I think you're misunderstanding it but that's okay. We should move on. <laughs> and next up so, is Music and Sound. Uh you can go ahead and yes. kick us off Music with this and one. Sound. Uh Megan scored it a
0: 3. Okay. Owen Oswald scored it a 5. Oh, Extreme you nice. scored it a 3 and I scored it a 3. And I scored it a 3. I uh, love the uh little bit of Spanish flair in the music that mm. ca- just goes with the character. Mhm. And that's great, but it could just be my lack of knowledge with Puss in Boots. I don't recognize a theme song, which is generally right. like when I score fours and fives, I'm looking for an recognizable sound for a character. Yeah. And I sure. didn't really get that. The music was really well done.
1: Oh yeah. There was some totally.
0: interesting choice of like almost was it dance beats or techno beats thrown into yeah, a couple a of scenes mm-hmm. that I kind of questioned that use I didn't hate it. It did just for a moment. I was like, I don't know that I like that. And then I was like, okay, I moved on with it. Right, but the, yeah. the couple moments that really brought in the the Spanish guitars and into it really kind of give you that Puss in Boots flair. And I thought they did a nice job with that. But I probably, like, I haven't gone back and listened to soundtrack. I'm not sure I'd recognize any of it outside of that movie but it did a it did a nice job supporting the film and the scenes that it was in
1: yeah i won't spend too much time because i i gave it a four originally um and i was just coming fresh off of the movie but then i thought about it more and i was just like I kind not came to the conclusion you did. Like, it's not as memorable. I love the music. I thought the music was fantastic, honestly. But,
0: and the favorite fearless hero gets stuck in your head.
1: Oh, it does. Yeah. I, absolutely. Like
0: like, I <laughs> want it out of my head.
1: I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I totally agree with you. I think the music is really fantastic, it's super catchy in the moment. But once you, I think once you're done watching the movie, it, it's not as, doesn't have as much staying power as some other movies do. So I think, I think a very strong three is comfortable. You yeah. could give it a four. I,
0: I debate. That's one that I would probably yeah, give four sure. because they do use some unique flair to it.
1: Yeah. And it does sound good. Like I, I do love the opening, uh, the opening tracks that they use. I thought it was really yeah. good to like set the tone and whatnot. So this one is actually,
0: this next category is actually unanimous.
1: Well, congratulations to us, I guess. Oh, we all agree. All right, uh, I'll kick us off, I guess. <laughs> or do you want to? Go <laughs> no, ahead. you go.
0: You go ahead because it's unanimous. Everybody scored the same. So well,
1: anyway, it's a five out of five. Yeah. it's not even close.
0: The um, editing and special effects man, in this movie—it
1: was ju- this movie was just like cotton candy, man. It was just so much fun to watch and enjoy. I, I agree.
0: It looks great. The movie looks fantastic.
1: Yeah, and we said I said that at the beginning, like this movie is a perfect example of the ripple effects that. Into the Spider-Verse had on the animation industry. Like, it's not quite as bold as
0: uh, Spider-Verse. No, I think it's a different kind but of... But uh, it definitely takes cues. So what I noticed in the comparison of the two films is we're kind of going, and I go to Borderlands and video games as yeah, kind of, no, it reminds me, because it's not really going for realism. no. It's no. going for an artistic style, which that artistic style will look good in 10 years because yes. it's a style to the film. <laughs> Whereas if we go back to animated movies that were trying to be realistic, like um Don't The remember. Polar Express. <laughs> like I know people I like the movie. I know it people love that movie, but those dead eyes and yeah. some of those like they were going for that realism that just doesn't hold up as we get better with it. Right. Yeah. Whereas if you go with that unique artistic flair, just like borderlands in the video games never went for realism it went for
1: a unique like a comic book comic book style vibe.
0: yeah and then spider-verse brought that to the screen where it's doing its own thing and then puss in boots is the next in that like where you can see brush strokes and yeah. clearly it wasn't made with a brush but yeah they're going for that unique artistic flair that just looks fantastic it had
1: that baseline flair that spider-verse has and they just yeah. kind of made it their own with what the movie they were making because they're two very different like settings for movies and so i think right. that kind of lends itself to why it's not quite spider-verse but that's a good thing like
0: well in this this one gave me more of a painted impression yes that's
1: exactly what i was Whereas spider-verse
0: is definitely more comic like renaissance influenced.
1: painting yes, like come to yes. life basically it's, it's beautiful to
0: look at yeah puss, absolutely puss in his fur at times just oh, looks yeah.
1: fantastic the fight sequences are just animated to ah,
0: yeah i was gonna get into that in the directing
1: yeah so yeah, uh, let's just yes. keep going then i okay. guess what's next
0: so next we go into script.
1: Yep. Go ahead. Kick so
0: off. Megan gave it a five. Owen Oswald gave it a four extreme reviews, gave it a four and I gave it a three. So my main reason for giving it a three is I'll be honest. I laughed twice at this movie two times and it's definitely trying to have some more humor than that, but the jokes didn't land with me. It wasn't, it wasn't working there. And I also, like we kind of went into the story, I appreciate the attempts to tell some deeper stories. I felt like it just scratched the surface of those. And I know that argument to be, is to be made, that it definitely dove into that and it's there. And like I said, I'm clearly in the minority on this because you can't find... Don't a, you
1: forget about no, it. You
0: can't find a bad review online. But I feel like you can tell a deeper story through your script... And still keep parents and adults interested in a kids' movie. You don't think parents and adults are interested? Oh, no. It, clearly online they are, but I was not, I was kind of bored.
1: You know, Tim, just refer to you when you talk about this yeah. movie moving well, forward. Well, I'm, I'm referring to adults right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're sitting here twiddling your thumbs. And <laughs> hey,
1: give me credit. I have been very respectful so far. Yeah. Uh,
0: so I, I gave it a three because the humor didn't always hit for me. Right. Um, and I thought I still there's something that bothers me about the resolution the conflict resolution at the end of the movie uh, that, that I think that's my biggest problem about there was this moment to have a great revelation and it just kind of happens and we move on and it wasn't the deep ...profound thing that I was hoping it would be. It wasn't exactly what I wanted out of the... Well, not necessarily what I wanted, but where I thought the resolution was going to go.
1: I mean, where did you think it was supposed to go? It just happened quickly. It was too quickly. Well, what did you... you I mean, what were you expecting? So,
0: for example, why does Death move on?
1: I mean, because it's Death. Like, he still has his life. Like, but also, he comes to a resolution at the end because... Puss is finally using his life for something that's actually worthy of keeping alive in death's eyes. I mean, you know, he's not being selfish about it. He's actually putting down, he's laying down, he's ready to die. Like Puss even says, like, he's, re- he's about to die, but he's going to do it for the right reasons. And that's the whole reason behind why would death was even coming for him in the first place, was because he's just re- using his lives just to benefit himself and bring him, push himself up above everyone else. But then he finally uses his last life. He knows he's going to die. Like, Wolf tells him, like, this is the moment to die. And, like, even Post admits it, like, yep, here it is, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this last life on something that's actually worth fighting for. And that's the point, is, like, death, death wanted him because he was using his lives for anything but that. But since he's finally using it, it's like, well, why waste a good life then? Yeah. That's the point. So,
0: what was he fighting for?
1: The people around him, the people he
0: loved and cared about. here's my Death wasn't there for them, so why is he fighting Death?
1: Because Death was coming for him to kill right. him.
0: Death was coming for him, right? not the other people. So why right. is Puss fighting for the other people? Because he's giving... It, that, I'm saying at he's that giving, moment... No, the whole like, point
1: of the movie was he was going for that wishing star because even if she he was right ga- before... He, he literally was the one life. who ran away with the map and they all thought he was running away with it because yeah. and he was running away with it. He admits to it like, I need this because I need my ni- nine lives back. But he finally gives that up and he's like, okay, I don't need my nine lives anymore. And because of that... So you he's brought sacra- up
0: exactly the problem. Even in that scene, five minutes before, Puss was still in it for himself, and because of one line given to him by Perito at the end, he changes course. it wasn't what I wanted was this journey, and we get kind of a flashback of the journey after that one line, and it just felt so skimmed over and quick, and I'm like, you had all of the parts there.
1: Yeah, and they executed
0: it, and they executed it as quickly as possible, and scampered off the screen. I, I don't
1: like, believe that's, that at all. Yeah, I think like, you saw. I, that, wanted, I think you watched that in a very different way. I wanted. I think you let your expectations get the best of you in that situation. Yeah, because
0: everybody said this movie was fantastic, so I did have high expectations. <laughs> it, it was. I did have. You should know better than to believe people on the internet, Sam. Temper your expectations. <laughs> I, should, I should. But like <laughs> the main, I'll, the main reason why I took off on the script was the humor did not land for me That's and that fair. is that is
1: i can understand i don't that.
0: usually watch comedies i don't like i'm very I picky i don't want to humor. do a
1: comedy with you i yeah. feel like we would just i'm
0: invisible. very picky i can name the number of comedies i enjoy oh on one hand so, so. I mean, for future
1: reference if you guys want comedy movies send them to me i love comedy well we
0: can still review them but oh my
1: gosh like
0: what was your what's one of your favorite comedies Whew,
1: man i'm gonna have to go to, i love i love the naked Gun movies. Specifically, one and two. I I've liked, never seen those. Uh, Airplane. I like that okay, one that too. One. Yeah, oh, he's t- that same guy. They, 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 yeah, kind of like that was a whole genre for a little bit too. Uh, the 80s, Happy Gilmore 90s, is yeah. just one of my absolute favorite movies of all time. I love. You know that one?
0: Yeah, I know. Okay, that. i that you was, made a face. I thought it's you did. The even. only uh, Adam Sandler <laughs> movie that's worth any time. Tough, but I can understand <laughs> it. I guess. <laughs> I right. guess the first Grown Ups. <laughs> the first Grown Ups was an awful. <sighs>
1: it's a guilty pleasure at best. Yeah, it's a guilty still pleasure. an awful movie. Uh, Anyway, we're getting off track yep. here. Uh, back uh, script s- for you, yeah. Script for me. Uh, I give this a four out of five. Um, I don't. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's masterful. I think it's clever and witty. I'll give it that. Like that's that's the best thing I can say about this script. I think the characters and their lines are delivered. I, I'm a I'm a sucker for just witty humor. Like I kinda, I like fun sarcasm. I don't like sarcasm that makes you look like a total butthole. Like right
0: like marvel's been using lately i was gonna say
1: cassie but you know yeah. no it's
0: definitely like the marvel wave of humor lately is yeah almost like cassie this
1: this harkens back to the shrek movies which i love the shrek see movie. i
0: didn't think it did
1: you are so,
0: i'm gonna I, keep I, talking
1: I, don't mention it I,
0: I thought the shrek movies were far cleverer in their humor clever. than this one was clever far more clever there you go yeah far more <laughs> clever in their humor than this one was
1: no this movie i think um I think this movie reminded me of everything I do love about the Shrek movies. Okay. I think the script is super clever with its characters. They have some great one-liners in there. Like I said, Jack is you could argue Jack absolutely is the weakest character, but I think his lines that he that he says in this movie are funny. They they give me a good chuckle. Again, I like how cut and dry his jokes are in his character. Um I I love the every every time you get to see that dynamic between Wolf and Puss Those are scene stealers every time. I love how death just kind of comes in. Death is just such a great character. And uh, Wolf is awesome. Death was a great character. Uh, He just, he has some of the greatest lines and he has the best lines in this movie period. Um, And it's executed through the animation style and just his threatening presence on screen. But yeah, um, I don't have much more. I just think that the, this script runs laps around some of the other movies I've seen lately uh, when it comes to the script. Um, It's funny. It's clever it's smart it's heartwarming at times and yeah I, I don't think it's a masterpiece but i think it knows exactly what it is and it absolutely knocks it out of the park with what it was given or what it chose to pursue with these characters okay <clears throat> what's next uh next we go into the acting oh the acting which is fun cuz this yeah. is voice acting
0: so this is voice acting uh megan gave it i got to follow the line here <laughs> megan gave it a 5
1: yeah okay
0: Owen Oswald gave it a five. Extreme Reviews gave it a four. And I gave it a three. Okay. Go ahead. Dylan, or not Dylan. Oh, gosh. Wrong Mulvaney. Um,
1: (laughs) I was going to say, Dylan who?
0: No, John Mulaney uh, does his best spider pig impersonation as Jack Horner.
1: So that was spider pig, right? Yeah, he
0: Okay, he, that's he what was that, spider pig. I, I knew and I knew his
1: voice and I just couldn't put a finger on. I was like the
0: only thing I could hear the entire movie was Spider-Pig. Just washed my hands. Yeah, was Spider-Pig the entire time. And uh the rest of the cast was good. Antonio Banderas was good as puss. Uh Harvey Gillen was great as Perido.
1: Oh yeah, he, he was did a, a standout as Perido. Yeah. How do you, you do? A, you do one of those like characters who's supposed to obviously be the selling point for toys, clearly, yeah, and like the comedic relief. Like to have a voice that isn't super irritating and just grinds your gears, but actually like has holds a lot of like emotional weight to it I, and, and brings this character to life and yeah. makes him super. Yeah, you're no, right. Absolutely. He did. He
0: was a standout to <laughs> me. Uh, Florence Pugh gets to use her real voice and not try to do an American <laughs> accent. Uh but the rest of it, I just thought was good. There wasn't, uh, Selma Hayek just kind of does the same voice the whole movie. I mean, she's playing the same character, but I just kind of felt it all carried the same emotion throughout, but it was, it was good, good voice cast. It didn't really strike out as like amazing to me, but it was, it was solid all the way around. My big, my big drawback was, uh, John Mulaney's spider pig voice. And I just feel like he's always does his
1: voice. I mean, that's, it's kind of voice acting nowadays. Yeah. It's just I just like doing their voices. I
0: come from the Mark Hamill Joker school where. You, oh yeah.
1: Where people actually had to like. Yes. Give some effort into creating a voice. Yeah. No, and that,
0: that's, that's that to me is the reason why like you would have to have somebody doing that for me to give this a five in voice acting because people who go into that and do unique voices and truly embody a character through a voice, whereas I felt like these voices and that's. Harvey did that for Perito.
1: Yeah, totally. He did
0: that for Perito, but the rest of the cast kind of fell short of doing that. A lot of them just kind of did their normal voices, which is fine. It was good.
1: So, anyway. Uh...
0: <laughs> Bryce is just sitting over here looking uncomfortable
1: as I'm describing the movie that I watched. I'm, try- I'm trying to hold it all in or- at 36 minutes. I'm trying to hold it all in still. Uh, we're nearing the end. I know. We're getting. Towards, like like I I said, doing good. We're doing pretty good. The what? beginning felt like a, we were really dragging there, but like... Well,
0: well we're, like we're, I said, I'm clearly in the minority. Like, I tend to be one point lower than everybody else. One to two.
1: Yeah, one to two. But anyway, I gave... I actually bounced back between four and a five, and I just I just landed on five. I didn't even fight it anymore. I think everyone sells their performances. They all bring these characters to life. Um, like you said, Perito, he did a... a what was his name? Dang it. Almost, it's harvey. harvey harvey i almost Gillen. said what you said um but yeah harvey sells this character as just a super lovable emotional dog that has an amazing character arc, sorry not character arc, but an amazing presence in this movie yeah i know antonio he's a standout i know antonio kind of like he does have his voice like and the,
0: he's antonio banderas yeah, so you don't you can't hate it he,
1: he is puss in boots for me like i hear his voice i'm just like boom puss in boots like that's the only thing i see, think of i hear zorro see i don't even think of zorro like that's no, so like he is so the animated
0: forward. cat version of zorro oh, oh yeah weird. obviously
1: but like i think of puss and boots like he's he just i think he gives a really great performance as puss and boots in this movie well um, he also
0: played zorro and well the yeah i know films. i know he oh, did
1: okay. i know that i thought
0: you weren't i'm, not a, huge, <laughs> no, I'm not a
1: huge zorro fan honestly oh, yeah. i watched the first movie and i was like yeah that's good
0: yeah <laughs> i was it was fine yeah, but it was all right
1: yeah i didn't hate it but
0: I do like. I do think to Antonio's credit, it is almost like he's continuing the same character. Yeah, I think like, he's gonna... playing the same character, just a little more whimsy, brought in for the kids. Yeah, that's fair.
1: But, yeah, but uh, Wagner does a phenomenal job as Wolf. He again, Wolf is the best character. He does a phenomenal. It's a really
0: interesting take.
1: Yeah, it's a really. I I was surprised when I heard his voice at first when watching this. Movie. I was just like, oh, okay, this is. This kind of feels nice. I like this, and then it just kind of like just turns it up with every meeting with Puss. Like you can just tell in his voice and his inflections, like it's just it's getting to the moment we're about to have the throwdown, and it's he does a phenomenal job. I yeah, I love. I know Jack Horner was annoying for you. I think it fit his character and what they were going for. I thought he did a good job. I know it sounds like Spire Pig, but he he was playing the role really well, and I thought he his timing, his inflections, and everything went really well with the comedy that they were going for with him. I think everyone did a I phenomenal I think he job.
0: actually had one of the lines I laughed at. Which one was it, you think? I, I don't remember. There's one at the I end with was... uh,
1: Jimmy Cricket where they're like talking about like the good decision he can make and he just like lets everyone die or whatever. I just Yeah, I, I had think a good that might like that,
0: <laughs> that might have been one of the few that one and the uh Pinocchio.
1: Yeah, he's but... just like, move over, slaves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has some good moments. But yeah, everyone does a phenomenal job. I think this is definitely this is definitely where everyone you did great. 5 out of 5. What's next? Okay. So next we move
0: into the direction, which is actually one that I do not have the lowest score in. Oh, uh, interesting. So Megan gave the direction a five. Okay. Owen oh, Oswald gave the direction a five. Extreme Reviews gave the direction a three. And I gave the direction a four. So okay. we talked about how great this movie looks. Amen. A while ago. And that is like, this movie truly does look amazing. And you had brought up the fight sequences. And I think the director's choice to bring in anime influence yes. into this movie yep. truly sets the direction, the style of the movie up a little bit more than a lot of the typical animated action films. Yeah, totally. It definitely makes it stand out just a little bit. Uh, I also love some of the, like fighting the giant. I can't even remember what it was called.
1: Yeah. I don't remember uh, at, the, at the beginning. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Like
0: it, that was a cinematic and stunning set. It was piece. beautiful. That was beautiful. It was really great. Like the director did a truly great job on this. Uh, some of the slower scenes kind of struggled in keeping my interest. Honestly, this movie, when he goes into retirement and goes into the home where he meets Perito.
1: I thought that was funny.
0: I liked. I thought I hated. I thought it was, was well paced. I hated every moment of that. And that that's probably where a lot of my score. Am, I'm so really, fascinated
1: where you're where you yeah, you're reasoning
0: from. <laughs> a lot of my score suffers because that scene took me out of the film, and it took me a minute to get back into the film. I was mm-hmm. actually with you up until that scene. Like I was like, oh, this movie is actually really like this could be pretty good. Like I'm excited for this. And then he went into retirement, grew a beard, and I was like, what the heck am I watching? And I was checked out for basically that whole scene until probably. Oh, it's probably until they were fleeing. Actually, probably until Puss had the panic attack. Like, it took me a while to get checked back in and to care again after that scene.
1: So that's to know Tim. Thanks yep. for letting everyone know that. That is where uh it's <laughs> it's on streaming, so uh yeah, spoilers are a fair game. Yes, uh, and this has been out for what it's been like December. almost half a year. Yeah, so, so
0: that it took me a while to get back into it. Uh but other than that, like there are quite a few scenes in this movie that are stunning. Some of the action scenes, every <laughs> one little complaint, like I gave this a four, almost perfect. But every action scene was treated with the same kind of grandeur. Which I actually thought was detrimental to every action scene. You didn't have a smaller one. You didn't have a grittier one. Every one of them was kind of huge and fantastic. And I actually found that to be boring. I wanted to move on. So I'm thinking of specifically when they're at the house and they're trading maps and then Puss and Kitty Softpaws did that weird little thing where they ran up each other's feet and like danced in the air and everything's flying around them. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? This is dumb. And then it would come back around something good. So like the death ones were great, but some of the bigger, like I didn't think every scene
1: needed that kind of treatment. I don't know where you got that from, but okay. Uh, uh, from the
0: movie I watched.
1: You watched a weird version of the movie then, or you just took it wrong, but <laughs> the only two fight scenes I see as like granular in the movie of the first fight and the last fight, those are the only two I see where it's like, those are the fights, the big ones. Like everything else in between is just some, some really good filler fights. I don't know where you got the other big fights from. The,
0: uh, it was at the cottage. Right before the final fight scene, I don't see
1: that as a huge fight. Though. Oh, it was like maybe the scale.
0: That's what I'm saying. The
1: scale, the was, scale of it, but not was, the fight
0: itself. We didn't need all of that scale in that one scene. Right. I before think you're the confusing. Climax.
1: You're confusing. Are you? Are you? Because if you're talking about just the settings, I think you're. I I don't know. I think it's unfair to dock it points for that when it's really, the settings are just changing, but they're all grand, they're, they may be grand in their own sense, but it's something different, at least, every time. Like, every fight setting is different in its own way, and they do something unique in every fight to make it feel different from the other ones.
0: Like what? But, like you just said, outside of the location, setting. what's different?
1: No, no, no. I, no. I'm saying, like, I think you're docking it because you don't... Sorry. Okay. I, I should say, you're confusing me the, one,
0: the one scene that does stand out to me, a fight scene that stands out to me as being different than the others, is when it is just death Oh, yeah, that's a great. Yeah, that is a that's what I'm like. That is a gritty and personal fight scene.
1: Are you talking about the scale of the fight? Yes. Are you, all of the scales? They're not the same, huge. though. They all they don't seem huge. huge. You're talking about the setting and where they take place. That's not the scale of the fight. The yeah, scale the, has- scale. the size of the fight is huge. No, it's not. Scale (laughs) is size. How is that not? (laughs) No, because we're not talking about the the area of which they take. If you're talking about that, yeah, like it's a big surface area of where they take these fights take place. So, uh, okay, the scale of which, like,
0: what fights do not contain every character, outside of the first one and the one with death
1: and puts the cotton candy one or the candy factory doesn't include every character. The doesn't the place where where the one you're talking about where the the earth breaks up that one doesn't contain every character. Goldilocks is there yeah. She grabs
0: the map At one point Where's Jack though uh, Jack shows up At the end of it but
1: he, At the end He's not part of the fight Yeah he
0: shows up In that fight He shows up At, the end, at the end of the end, fight When it's done Right he's there But he's not he's in the there. fight
1: I think that's unfair of you to criticize like, that he's not in the fight the whole bad he's times not a part of the fight and you can even say the end fight it's only death and puss in the beginning fight it's just puss and oh, whatever and the rock then thing Then jack is. horner shows up again i think it's an unfair criticism but that's that's, that's okay this was a celebration <laughs> of how people view different movies i know but hey you criticized me for bad times i don't want to hear it <laughs> that's
0: funny because i started this episode by saying i was probably in the wrong by criticizing oh, yeah. you of that so come at me more no i i did yeah you did <laughs>
1: Anyway, And I stand uh, by
0: what I said, and if you keep pushing it, maybe it's a three. Yeah,
1: and you can give it a three. I think you're wrong. Wait, where are we on again? Direction? You're on Direction. Five out of five for me. I thought the movie was incredibly well-paced throughout the entire thing. There was not a boring part for me in this movie. I think they do a really good balance between telling everyone's stories and taking time to develop every character to who their characters are supposed to be, including Jack, which is just a straightforward, psychotic, <laughs> mental man, however you want to put it. Psychopath. Uh, I thought the pacing was just phenomenal throughout this entire thing. They space everything out really well between the Goldilocks bears, Puss and Death, Puss and uh, Perito, and uh, Kitty Softpaws. It's all just it floats super nice, like honey for me. I found no boredom in this movie. I was entertained thoroughly from beginning to end. Phenomenal job, director. Also, yeah, fight sequences using that anime style. <laughs> Big fan. It was a nice choice. It was a very good choice. So yeah. Anyway, what's we got? It factor. So, It
0: Factor, Megan gave it a four. Owen Oswald gave it a five. Okay. Extreme Reviews gave it a five. And I gave it a four. Okay. So, I gave it a four. It's, like I said, I can't find a bad review of it anywhere. Everybody seemed to love this movie. Right. Um, <clears throat> but it didn't seem to, like, win a lot at the box office. It wasn't... <sighs>
1: It's probably t- like the timing wasn't really ideal no, for a movie. I don't like think it that. was a great time. I, I for get it. like the kids' movie aspect and like, you know, Christmas time, like take yeah. a kids to a movie. I get what they were going for. I don't think it was probably the best choice. So though.
0: that's why I gave it a five, because culturally it seems to have been pretty significant. You gave it a five, you give it a four. I give it a four, yeah, sorry. You no know, good. Uh good. people mm-hmm. it definitely seemed to resonate with people. Yeah. Totally. But it didn't resonate at the box office.
1: Yeah, that's fair to say. Yeah, I gave mine also a four out of five. Uh I agree. I think I think the Puss in Boots movies, in my humble opinion, uh, are some of the best spinoff movies we've ever gotten from a main movie line. Um, I love the first one. I didn't see the second one. I heard it was good. Um, But I really enjoyed the first one. I think it's a phenomenal spinoff. I think this one is just as good as that first one was for me. Um, But yeah, I don't think culturally it's really going to have the biggest of impacts. Like you said, Box Office wasn't huge for it. But I think this movie still has enough steam in it to and and it cares enough that of all spinoff movies we can get *Puss and boost was not my first choice but when i got them i was thoroughly enjoyed and pleasantly surprised at how great these movies are um and i think they'll go down to some of the best spinoffs we've gotten for movies uh based off of based off of the main stories that we've gotten uh beforehand so four out of five i agree with you on that one so let's see Uh, what entertainment this moves us
0: into full entertainment why
1: don't you go ahead and start us off with that
0: uh all right so my entertainment value is a five good take and that is just this movie wasn't for me that's all like i thought it was a good film it was well made There are a lot of great things about it, but it wasn't for me. I probably won't watch it again. If I have kids down the road and they want to watch it, sure, I'll put it on, but it's not one that I'm going to sit down and rewatch. The, uh, if I'm going to sit down and rewatch animated movies, I'm going to watch the two Incredibles movies. Before I'd watch this one, I would watch Ooh, come on! Don't oh, be... the Incredibles movies. Incredibles. Incredible. The
1: first Incredibles I get. Like that's one Incredibles my
0: Incredibles two is one of the best superhero movies oh, ever made.
1: Incred- that's really rough. Incredibles we should do that one fantastic. sometime. I'd love to hear those. And opinions. then, uh, I would watch all
0: three of the How to Train Your Dragons before I'd watch this oh, one those again. Those are great movies. The, I love those it's three.
1: Probably well, the, one of the most underrated trilogies, it's actually. It's probably my
0: favorite animated trilogy. Ooh. Like,
1: I'd watch. I'd say, probably Toy Stories up there for well, me. Well, I was
0: going to say, I'd watch all the Toy Stories before I'd watch this one again. Oh, yeah. Toy, so Toy, Toy that's that the there like, That puts Godfather at least. Animated movies. That puts seven, eight, nine movies Ugh. before I would even try to watch this don't one like again. I like that Incredibles 2 take. Well, and then I would watch. Well, I mean. And when I want to watch the Shrek universe, I'm going to go back and watch Shrek oh, yeah. 1 and again. One and and two. I don't He's think okay. this movie stacked up for those against those. This movie was good. It just wasn't for me. I definitely thought this one was It was too flashy, too bright, in a way that reminded me like I'm watching a kid's movie. It had some more mature moments, but it wasn't for me. I gave it a 5 out of 10 on entertainment value
1: see what i find fascinating about these takes is that you could argue and say the same exact things for spider-man into the spider-verse at the end of the day and that's what i mean i'm saying more of like that's what just fascinates me about like the how people oh will yeah view i'm gonna movie. watch
0: that one before i watch this well,
1: but that's my point <laughs> it's like you can make that same argument for spider-man into the spider-verse like the, your point of like being too flashy like Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse was way more flashy than this one. In fact, that was my biggest complaint of that movie was just like some of those flashing sequences just go. I I think you're
0: confusing actual flashing with like this one was. What do you mean by that? Then there was a lot of action in this. There was a lot of those. Spider-Man had more action than this one you're gonna let me finish my thought there was a lot of action in this like almost constant scene after scene and Jack Horner with all his gadgets and that purse like there's a lot of things in this that are for a kid's eye I don't see a lot of things in Spider-Verse that were necessarily done just to draw a kid's eye other than like spider pig is kind of there because he's cute and funny whatever but I can't think of like anything that was necessarily a kid's choice or like the uh the twins twins in this movie that were Jack Horners that oh, they they yeah, were just the kind uh, of there for jokes and yeah. silliness, and yeah, totally like that to me was a reminder that I'm watching a kids' movie like those things are what I'm considering. It was flashy and meant to keep the attention of kids. perito in his own is meant to keep the attention of kids, yeah, but I totally. did not have a problem with him because he was utilized well,
1: all right, interesting. Uh, I gave mine a 9 out of 10, and yeah, I mean, again, I don't think it's a perfect movie by any stretch, but man, I was just thoroughly entertained this entire movie. Uh, yeah, everyone, the story was beautifully and well-crafted, all the characters had stand-up performances, uh, one of the better villains of recent memory in Wolf, um, and just an awesome portrayal of death as a whole. Um, it's a really beautiful story of just kind of like, coming of a guy coming to terms with like his inevitable downfall and, you know, passing, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was just a really fun and unique way to telling it. Um, not that you've never seen it before, but it was just a, it just felt fresh. It felt new. Uh, if this movie had come out this year, which I thought it did, so I was comparing it to all the movies. So I'll just do it now. Like outside of John wick, this has been my favorite movie hands down that I've watched this year so far. Um, and I will, I'll definitely begin this movie on blu-ray 4k, whatever it is. Uh, and I'll definitely probably throw it on the rotations along with when I watch like Shrek or Spider-Verse or Incredibles. Like, I think this movie has a lot of rewatchability to it. And like you said, it's a great kids movie too, but honestly, for something that definitely promotes itself as a kids movie, there is plenty, if not more for the adults in this movie. Um, you could watch this with your kids and get a great time out of it. I think, which brings my final score to, I believe a 44, 43, um, out of 50 overall for this one 45 45 okay yes yeah. yeah, so yep right in the ballpark there of amazing uh what was yours uh
0: my uh final score was a 32 all right and what what were our so friends our here other our scores we have uh your wife scored it let me you want to tie this up on I
1: you have a? oh yeah no no problem I can. Uh, um I'll go into okay, here. This, uh, here, I'll go into some of my final thoughts while you get that. Uh, well, your it.
0: wife's final score was a forty-two. Okay. Yeah. Adding that to yours, which was a 45. Right. Adding that to Owen Oswald's, which was a forty-eight. Oh wow. And Extreme Reviews, which was a 38. And then mine, which was a 32. What do we got, Con? 205, divide that
1: by... (laughs) Welcome to the mathematical podcast. Uh We're not good at this point. The average, literally, um, (laughs) is a 41.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Sounds comfortable. Sounds So that puts us... I believe that puts us in the great category.
1: All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's rightfully placed, honestly. Any final let's go into some final thoughts, I guess, of this movie. I I feel like we got a lot of it out during the during the yeah recording, honestly. Do you have anything final that you got you want to say about it?
0: Uh I thought it was truly a well made, well constructed movie. Totally. Yeah. It just didn't resonate with me. And that's what, like I said at the beginning, that's what the average is kind of all about. Uh not everybody watches movies the same ways and totally. we all experience different movies different ways. And I actually watched this one twice to see if I could improve when did my you watch score it the second time.
1: Yeah, I no, when did you watch it the second uh, time?
0: A couple of days after I watched it the first time. Oh. <laughs> and actually the second time I found myself having more problems with Goldilocks and Jack Horner and it just like I wanted to enjoy I was actually kind of disappointed because I wanted to enjoy this movie as much as everybody else seems to. And as much as you struggle to find how I feel this way about the film, I struggle to see how everybody is loving it because
1: oh, totally. to yeah. me
0: there should at least be a couple people who didn't enjoy it, but you cannot find those online like it is how does it
1: feel to be all alone tim right uh i've been alone my whole life um so like
0: that is that is interesting for me i know my brother didn't enjoy it oh yeah Uh, he
1: what do you call it he called it a poop on a cracker or something uh
0: yeah he called he called it poop on a cracker he (laughs) literally thought it was the worst film of last year um that's all but it's just there was a lot I, lot I liked about it, but it wasn't right, yeah. enough that I want to make a return visit to it. Whereas, like, you mentioned Into the Spider-Verse is one of my favorite superhero films ever. Oh, easily. Ever. It's probably I'm, my...
1: I'm, I'm almost warming up that it might be my favorite Spider-Man movie. I think
0: it is my favorite Spider-Man movie. Like, it's movie. getting close, Yeah, so Spider-Man yeah. 2 for my, me. I, even that one, though, I do have some issues with the finale of that one as it gets...
1: Just, I agree. it, it gets a little bit too weird yeah i can understand that that was kind of something i we talked about a little yeah. bit yeah
0: but like the rest of that movie is just fantastic and to me those like important revelations in that film hit on such a deeper level oh totally and it's like when you find faith, out oh, the baby. leap of faith but when you find out that uncle aaron is the prowler it's pretty good and that's that is who he's looked up to and it's like everything in that moment from the way it's directed the way it's animated the music construction like everything comes together in that moment for that and i guess that's where i feel like for this movie for me i didn't feel like everything was working together at single moments to make things stand out and i felt like all the pieces were there they just didn't connect for me and so that's that's at the end of the day there is so much to like about this movie. It's just not a uh, quest that I want to take again.
1: Fair, that's totally fair. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't have much more to say other than I think my biggest thing I would say is because, like Tim said earlier, temper your expectations when watching this movie. Like, understand this, it is still a kids' movie. This because as much as I was pushing you on it, I also agree with you. Like Spider Verse and this are two different movies. I don't think Spider Verse was specifically made as a kids movie whereas puss has the tie-in with shrek of being a animated kids movie at the end of the day with adult like content and humor that can entertain adults still spider verse i think is at the at its very core it's
0: kind of targeted to
1: teens yeah more teens yeah and so i agree with you as much as i was pushing you on that i agree with you but i think this movie go in tempering your expectation i think this is a perfect family movie for every family sit down watch it with your kids your kids will probably love it you i think you'll find enjoyment in it as a parent you won't feel like you wasted. A lot of time watching something like Minions or whatever. Oh Um, no! (laughs) Like there's that should be the next. There's a reason Uh. why I don't
0: watch a lot of kids movies. I don't watch a lot of comedy movies because, as you can see from my review of this, I don't like a lot of them. Yeah, there are totally. I mentioned the nine kids movies (laughs) that I like on this already. Yeah,
1: but yeah, temper your expectations. I know everyone's saying it's fantastic. Maybe just go and think. Maybe go with the expectation of you're gonna watch a good movie. And then take it from there. Um, Don't take it so seriously that you kind of lose the fun that you're trying to have. Think of it like a Shrek movie. You're going there for a good time, a couple of laughs, and you'll probably get a lot of enjoyment out of it with your family. I'd even say this is a good social setting movie. I think you can sit down with some friends maybe and just chill and watch it. But great family movie. I think you'll find enjoyment in it.
0: it. Also, you mentioned the Shrek, and it makes me wonder if a lot of the expectations for this movie, people walked away loving it because the shrek movies dropped so significantly towards the end and it was this uh. kind of did that did that like Mm. revive that love because the world of shrek is
1: so fascinating i I think what makes i think what makes these movies great is because they have the dna of what makes the shrek movies great
0: that fairy tale setting everything not just
1: the fairy tale setting but just like the rich storytelling with these characters that's it's nothing new to, like even the shrek movies you can argue that the stories are super white bread but what they do with that story and make and like intrinsically rework the fairy tale like storytelling and that could go more into the direction category than the actual story category like you can make the same argument shrek is a really basic story plot at the end of the day like oh big monster goes to save the person and they find out they're beautiful from the inside not the outside the second right. movie is prince charming you know big big bad guy steals the wife of the good guy like but where those movies succeed is like their script
0: is sharp
1: yes the script is sharp the way that they take that story and make it their own where you think of that movie what you don't think of another movie when you watch that movie like you think oh this is just shrek like this is its own movie yeah i think that's what makes this these puss in boots movies so great they have that dna within them that even when watching puss in boots i don't think about shrek even like, I know it's the same people who make Shrek. I know it has the DNA of Shrek, but they still stand on their own as Puss in Boots movies, which is, which is why I won't say that. I still think Shrek is a better franchise person. Like, I watch the Shrek movies over Puss in Boots, but I think Puss in Boots still stands on its own, which is why I also say it's probably one of the best spinoff mov- like, series we've gotten from a main movie catalog. Until we
0: get those John Wick spinoffs.
1: offs. Oh. <laughs> But read the my mind <laughs>
0: uh, The one thing I would love to see, and I'm also not sure how jarring it would be, is for future Shrek movies to have this kind of unique animation.
1: Yeah, that'd be like, interesting.
0: It would be jarring because it's so different than what they have been doing. Yeah, totally. But it could be extremely interesting too. Like, yeah, it, it would elevate. That's a good point. Like that alone might be enough to get me to see because they kind of teased the next Shrek movie.
1: Yeah yeah i know
0: exactly we'll see
1: we can hope and we we can hope for the yeah, best but the best, after the rave
0: reviews about puss and boots wouldn't you have more faith in
1: well i mean the ending does leave a cliffhanger of like yeah. maybe possibly so, so it is it, i'm curious yeah
0: this movie made me curious really about say, the future <laughs> so
1: but yeah i guess that about wraps up this one this this went way longer than i thought yeah it was going. we got
0: quite a few guest reviews for this one yeah uh, we, i think we had
1: some really good conversation too we
0: we did and like i said this is supposed to be a celebration of the way different people oh
1: yeah No, know that means so, him like we push each other to really like just explain where we come from we're not like pushing we, we know,
0: hate each other's guts on a daily basis <laughs> yeah this is just
1: more so that because we are the ones delivering the content of the conversation of why we Rate the things we do because I like I so, like I told Tim and uh, Caleb these scores at the end of the day I don't think hold as much water as we as many people would think they they do I think to it all you. comes to, well to me, yeah because <laughs> I mean this movie comes pretty close to Top Gun but I think Top Gun is by far the better movie of the two but I still think Puss in Boots in its own right is a fun, really great and phenomenal movie also but I like Top Gun way more for a lot of other reasons. And I don't think the score truly shows the bigger gap that's probably there with those two. Because Pussy Boots did come out last year. Yeah. But I, well, I need to look back at And I think movies. that just kind
0: of shows, like, even the way we all watch a movie differently, we're all going to score a movie differently. Oh, totally. Like, typically Especially for... Especially
1: right after watching it. Yeah.
0: Typically for me, a five is, like, I can't find flaws. I can't find fault. I can't find flaws. Totally. I can't give it like it is
1: perfect but and maybe you didn't look hard enough well and the, that's exactly <laughs> and
0: the part about this is that it is supposed to be an initial reaction to a
1: movie yeah. so and that's like, what makes this, this more fun because you sit down and like oh why did i rate it that yeah but and like, like man, with, i give him more here and
0: we all kind of categorize things in a different way so like john wick you gave me a hard time for scoring the script of five and then I explained later that I didn't like give you
1: that hard of a yeah uh, a little bit but you, you, hey listen I listened back on that okay I didn't but, do it that hard but then
0: I came back and I was like my problems weren't with the script they were with the line delivery oh, yeah. which I put into and the I acting totally agree with the scripts are that. fine so we all kind of look at it a little bit differently score it a little bit differently and in the end. The goal is to hopefully have that nice rounded average that's going to tell you, like, is this worth our time? Which 41, I think, is absolutely 40, fair 41 for this movie. says, That's great. exactly
1: where your expectations should be going into this movie.
0: I think it's more fair than the many reviews I saw that called it a masterpiece. I'll be, I'll be, yeah, that's fair. I, I might go so far as to say it is a great kids' movie, it is a great animated movie. Yeah. But I, I can admit that, like, there's a lot of great stuff in this film it just wasn't for me there are other films i would rather watch and that's what the average is supposed to show that's what's supposed to break it down and give you a good idea and we love having the audience participation so owen oswald's been with us for a couple scores now i think he got on the john wick one with us yep he did this -hmm. one um i know it's he was on the one before that (laughs) we're sorry we're Newcomers, I'm sorry. I'm um <laughs> not, spacing not new. on our other films. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it was Scream, maybe.
1: Yeah, it was Scream.
0: Yeah. We've had a couple other review pages join us for these last couple and yeah. we, we just want to say thanks.
1: Yeah. And not just to them, but to everyone else who's been consistent lately and like to start wrapping this up here, um, to not to piggyback off of that. Continue sending your scores in, continue giving. like even if we're not even even if we're not recording the movie, send us a score still because There's still some movies that we have in our back pocket that we're going to write reviews for on the social media. And we'll still, like, throw in your reviews with that one.
0: The general rule of thumb is to get a movie out to have an official average, we need to have four reviews.
1: Yeah. So if you're sending them in,
0: assume other people are watching it, too. Send it in. And once we get at least four, we can go ahead and make that post and put it out
1: there. Like, we haven't gotten a request for this movie, but, like, The Northman was one that Tim's going to watch here soon, I think. Yeah. And me and Caleb have already watched and reviewed it. And so like once he gets a review and we have four reviews and we're going to write a review for that, maybe not do an episode, but if someone requests it. We won't
0: tune you down. Yeah, Go ahead and shoot us reviews for movies, please. please. Like, we're running out. Make it part <laughs> of your at the theater when you're sitting at credits waiting for the after credit scene
1: right yep. which
0: john wick 4 has one and you should
1: stick around for that i don't know if we <laughs> mentioned that man we're really uh, tracking the sending out uh but but really thank, thank you guys yeah, for thanks. like you know sending your reviews in and giving your feedback and whatnot uh, we if you get more of it
0: if you're listening to the podcast, you're liking it if you're like participating in the reviews and you get tagged share that yeah just put it, it on your story other so people other people can join see us it. the more people involved the more fun it is for everyone more involved
1: fun. yeah So with that, go ahead, like, subscribe, leave a comment, let us know your thoughts uh, in the section. I know that we're trying to pick up some more traction here on some of our stuff and it's kind of working, but can't do it without you guys and again this isn't really fun unless we have other people <laughs> interacting with us with their reviews so keep liking subscribing i mean this um, started
0: because our wives wanted us to stop fighting i know so and it's
1: been paying off a little bit they so were let's like keep, get, let's just keep that momentum <laughs> just rolling. fight on the podcast <laughs> exactly okay. so yeah go ahead and do all that fun stuff uh we look forward to seeing reviews for the next movie which is out um i think it's super mario possibly yeah we're gonna I go see gonna that the next, next weekend one. yeah that'll be next weekend yeah. uh but yeah Go ahead and get ready for that one. That's going to be a fun time. And we'll have
0: our wives guest on that episode. I think
1: wives will be guesting on that one. But yeah, that's all I have to say, Tim. Anything else? All right. That's it for me. Cool. Anyway, guys, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening and watching. We'll see you next time. All right.